0: (laughs) hey well we need to make sure that we go do it hey welcome everyone into the seven figure agent podcast uh your co-hosts here jerry rufino and your boy truly earl hall jerry we're gonna be talking today about recruiting right i mean i I know i got a lot to say about recruiting and when you should recruit or if you should recruit i know you got a lot to say about that as well man but look how's how's your week been for you so far man how's it been going good
1: It's been good, man. I think, um, you know, as you go into a holiday break, oftentimes people want like to ponder everything about life and uh, all those things. Man, I obviously do go back Mm -hmm. and look at, you know, kind of where you started the year, where you were last week, last month, last quarter. Yeah. Um, So business wise, man, things are great. I think, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the building process and pros, cons and some of my personal beliefs on that. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, overall, man, I think. What's cool about what we do, Earl, is that at least for me, I, I'm in the business of helping people, mm-hmm. uh, which is so simple when you simplify it like that. Right. Yeah, it's not the business of crazy commissions and all these things. Yeah, those are ups and downs and they're part of the business. But why do you do this business? Right. So mm-hmm. um, but on, on a personal note, man, I'm good. I, uh, I actually took some time off, took my daughter to her second um, uh, UT, Texas women's basketball game so oh, that was exciting she's in love with the mascot and then the mascot comes close she runs away so it's it's an exciting uh never-ending cycle man
0: oh man well it's good I mean kids are great especially this time of year man I mean um they're excited you know maybe we're excited a little bit but you know they're out of school now so now we got to deal with them being out of school and being in the house all the time and you know trying to figure that whole thing out luckily I got teenagers man you still got little kids
1: No, yeah, you hear her screaming here because she thinks the office is where she works.
0: Yeah, Uh, exactly.
1: She she takes my phone and does some work according to her. Uh,
0: uh, (laughs) No, that's a funny one, right there. But I mean, even I've got a two year old grandson, man, and the way that he can, I mean, he's he's two, but he knows how to pick up an iPhone and swipe and get to where he wants to get. I'm like, what are these kids? Yeah, how is this thing going? This world that we live in is is utterly amazing. With the technology that we have, which even makes what we do so amazing. I mean, think about what we're doing right here, man. I mean, you're in, you're in Texas, right?
1: Austin, Texas, baby. Austin,
0: Texas. I'm over here just north, 25 minutes north of Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Living in a town called Mooresville. And we're doing a broadcast, a live broadcast on social media. We're each of us nowhere near each other. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine 20 years ago what it would have took taken to pull this off? I mean millions of dollars and it's not costing us the thing to yeah, actually do this and get this reach. And just the fact of being like a life insurance agent and being able to have that reach now that 20, 30 years ago prior to the internet, no one had that ability. If you were an agent, you were licensed in a very you were licensed in a state and you had to travel that state, right? And now we have it because of technology and I th- I'm sure every agent or most of them now have, have an iPad. I was having a discussion with a friend of mine this morning. I can pretty much run my whole business off of my freaking iPhone. Yep. I mean it, that in itself and the, the the opportunities that are here for life insurance agents or anyone that's in business to be able to literally run a business. And it's one of the things um, and I'm sure, you know, who Gary V is, right? Yeah, for sure. And he talks about all the time. used to talk about all the time that whatever business you have, you have to treat it as a media company. <clears throat> because that's what we are now. It's like right here, what we're doing. This is, this is media to get awareness for what you're doing. I know I'm gonna have a conversation at some point about life insurance agents doing their own podcast, life insurance agents doing their own YouTube channels. I've tried to talk about it, but it's one of those things that I think is still far down the line for many life insurance agents to get as far as how you can actually build that reach. But even in talking mm-hmm. about building a team and recruiting, and if you should, it's like, if you wanna build a team this is one of the best ways to do it is to just get on camera, talk about the opportunity and talk about what it is that, that you're doing or that you can help people do. But I'll tell you this, Jerry, one of the biggest pet peeves that I have, and I need to see if you agree with this or not. <laughs> okay. Jerry, you just recruited me, right? Let's just say that you just recruited me, yeah. uh, today to, to be a, to be a life insurance agent and being your downline. Okay. And, I just got my license two weeks ago, haven't sold a policy yet, but you as my upline is are, is telling me to go out there and recruit more people. Uh-huh. Now the pet peeve I have about that is one, if you're trying to recruit me, Jerry, the first thing I'm going to ask you, well, how much money are you making doing mm-hmm. this? What is, what are you doing? You know, how are you doing? Because if you ain't doing shit, <laughs> it's like... Wait a minute, why am I going to take this opportunity? So I have I've always had this tendency to tell life insurance agents when they come to me, it's like, well, my upline is telling me I should recruit. Well, you just start got started. Who's gonna believe you? Yeah. Because they, they have to buy into you. They're not gonna buy into your upline. This is your contact. They need to buy in or will buy into you based on what it is that you're doing. And if you can't show anything, I'm out. That's me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: Well, so so you know, I've done a lot of thinking, and I've—I I, look—I've—I've I've done it all, right? I've done that. I've—I've mm-hmm. I've bought into the hey, once you're in, uh, you know, you would be selfish not to recruit. What if they're better than you? Concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've bought into all the concepts, and I can truthfully say that for the first time, um, I'm—I feel really comfortable with where I'm at, yeah—in uh, recruiting, and um, I think about it in sports. right? I'm a big sports guy, so yeah. You know, if if I just joined. Um, this you know basketball team or they're recruiting me to join a basketball team right i'm a I'm a free agent i can go anywhere right, right. i want do i want to learn from somebody that's learned that's just learning how to pick up a basketball
0: come on now or do,
1: or, do, or do i want to learn from somebody that's you know made a few baskets has been successful has gone through a couple seasons mm-hmm. knows the ups and the downs you know what i'm saying like it knows right. what's kind of coming so the reason they, that a lot of companies um Recruiters, because they're just mass recruiting and hoping whatever sticks sticks, right? Because here's mm-hmm. what happens, Earl. So, and we all know this, right? Um, you get a downline, um, you have an upline. That upline makes an override on your business or earns some. Uh, some of them don't earn it; they just make it. Right. They're right. supposed to earn it. They're supposed to earn your uh, your deal, but they most of them don't. So, you get on, Earl's super excited. We show him how to sell a couple of policies. Right. He sells a couple of policies. <laughs> We tell him to reinvest the money, reinvest the money. He has a couple of bad weeks and 95% of the time he's out of the business. Well, luckily he sold those you know, two policies. So those are now eventually going to fall into the upline's book of business. And even if they cancel, right, you, the upline will have access to that information can go through and, and say, Hey, I saw you canceled mm-hmm. on, you know, Earl. I know Earl's fairly new to the business. Unfortunately, he's had some other things that came up where he's left. Um, you know, just wanted to kind of chat and see what it was that happened. And now I'm more I'm supposed to be more experienced, so I should probably be able to get that thing right back on the books mm. or uh offer them something better. <clears throat> so um I'm not a fan of mass recruiting uh at all, right? It's it's like throwing spaghetti mm-hmm. in the wall and seeing what sticks. Exactly. And even what sticks usually doesn't stick in the long term. So um people do it to maximize their uh maximize their um um social media, uh, number sometimes, right. Mm -hmm. To show out a little bit. Um, but it's not a very profitable business. In fact, uh, I believe that the most profitable, truly profitable way to run a business is for you as a new agent to pick a team that has success. Now, Earl, if you ask any new life insurance agent, okay. Mm -hmm. That's trying to recruit you and you say, Hey, well, how much money do you make or how successful are you? And they sell one policy they're gonna be like dude i just made a thousand bucks yesterday and that's gonna pique your interest
0: right because it's not mm-hmm. it's not a lot of people that's make a thousand
1: bucks not a lot of people make in a thousand bucks most day people
0: we know don't make a thousand bucks in a day that's
1: right so it's gonna pique your interest right so you i think we're asking the wrong questions as uh recruits by the people we're being recruited by so if you're if you're thinking about going into the business right now Mm-hmm. you're gonna ask more solid business now not what it,
0: well how the, the thing with that jerry is they don't know what to ask this is yep. i mean we're all every last one of us is recruited by someone to, to yeah. get into this business and so we're attracted to hey i just made a thousand dollars yesterday oh how did yeah. you do that oh we'll go get your license i'm going to show you how to do that and there's like i've tried to make videos for the person that isn't licensed yet or the person that hasn't taking the test yet or the person that has not been recruited yet to kind of give them information on those things. What do you Mm -hmm. need to know before you say yes and sign that paper? Because you know, Jerry, a lot of businesses, you sign that paper. It's like you're signing away two years of your life. If you decide to leave, you know, depending on the organization that you get in and the people that are familiar with what we're talking about, they know what we're talking about. Right. But no, none of us knew the questions to ask. We were attracted to something that that person said, and then all of a sudden we're in this organization, and now, wait a minute! I got to do all of this. I I mean, well, that, they have no clue what's going on. But you no, know, the scary
1: the scary part about what you just said is that it's not just the recruit that has no clue what's going on; is the recruiter. So, mm. as a recruiter, what I didn't know, right? So, because I, I was just like. But, Dude, you guys have to, you guys are successful I'm going to figure out a way to be successful so mm-hmm. I would <clears throat> bring people on and some of them I knew some of them I didn't and people would get right. you know they' say hey we want to put this person on your team i'm like yeah yeah I'll take everything right and that was probably uh agreed and, and not mm-hmm. very smart on my end because what happens is let me, let me explain to you
0: <laughs> yeah what uh the,
1: the back end looks like a little bit so i i i bring Earl on board Okay, he's on my downline. Whatever his commission percentage is, whatever he sells four, five, six policies, maybe you know the. Oftentimes, people don't have a lot of money when they come into this business, so when you tell them to go buy leads, the pressure is immense for most of them.
0: Yes, right
1: now you yes. just drop money that you don't have to, you know, make money, and it's like it just doesn't feel right. So there are a lot of organizations out there right now. Mm -hmm. um that are moving more and more to a model where it's like hey i'm going to bring earl in at a a lower commission than normally Mm -hmm. but i'm going to give him the the leads to call and i'm going to mentor him Mm one-on-one i'm going to coach so that Mm -hmm. those models i think are much better uh yeah because you can give them the
0: leads right it's like you get somebody new in and let's say they have a thousand dollars to buy leads well guess what they don't know how to work the phones or sell
1: Bro, they don't have a thousand dollars for the following lead cost
0: for the next one, exactly. Yeah. So they've messed up that those leads, you know, as far as being able to really work them appropriately and dedicated to working those leads, even after mm-hmm. that that time has passed, you continue to work those old leads, but now so you haven't made any sales, so you can't buy the next batch of leads, and now you're in the hole. Your wife's looking at the side of your head like you're crazy um you got the rent coming up the mortgage coming due the car payments coming due and you spent that money because you believed yeah that it that be, was going to take care, care of friend. it it could, yeah, be, it your could best be your friend. best
1: friend yeah, yeah. it could it, dude it could be anybody so what happens eventually right and this happens to most folks right mm-hmm. um the stat i think is 92 percent. i think it's probably higher for some folks but most folks are going to come in when they get recruiter in an mlm style you know mass recruiting deal yeah yeah um and they're going to come in, write a little bit of business and eventually quit because they get hit with chargebacks. Right. Mm-hmm. So what people mm-hmm. don't realize, like we talked about last week is, you know, th- that money's not yours, like it's just a loan that you get up front. Right. So what mm-hmm. happens is you start getting hit with chargebacks. And then this is the, the devil of what happens in this business. If you have multiple carriers, what a lot of these folks do is they'll go. And let's say I have a, some debt with carrier a. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm only gonna write carrier B. And then I get debt with carrier B, I'm gonna write with C. Before you know, it, they got debt with every carrier. Yeah, debt with every carrier. You as a recruiter have no clue what you're doing, so you don't even know how to track those things. Mm-hmm. And then before you know, it, that person left a couple months later, you get this letter from carrier A, B, C, and D saying, Hey, you know, Earl Hall, he was a nice man, but he, he owes us <coughs> three, four grand
0: each. Twenty K from you know, yeah, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I mean,
1: it could be 2K, it could be $500, it could be $200,000. So, exactly. And since you endorsed Earl, see what people don't realize is when you recruit them, uh, most models will have you also like,
0: well, your name is on them. that E app.
1: That's it, homie. You're, you're
0: debt, I mean, your name as the upline is on that E app as well. And who gets so, hit with that debt? Yeah, so
1: we call that roll-up so roll up debt. So, when you recruit people, you, so in the beginning, OK, I, I kind of looked at this and I've done some research on it. I think mm-hmm. there needs to be kind of a three step model, right? Uh, maybe even four. So first step, man, is is you have to have an employee mindset, right? Uh, when mm-hmm. you bring somebody on board that they're your employee, even though they're not most of the time. Yeah. Um, and, and you got to you got to hook them up with leads and a lot of coaching. And most of us, right, are spread so thin because we're trying to keep our businesses exactly. afloat. So we don't exactly. have time to be coaching left and right. right? Exactly. Um, so then you're letting that person down. So until you figure out your products, your system and your leads, right, you shouldn't really be talking to anybody about coming on board, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Then when you do that, right, you start getting into like, OK, now I know the sales structure, I know how to process things, I'm actually profitable mm-hmm. and not just what you're making, but like what you get to keep. Now people want to talk to you more. Do you want to be coached by an NBA player? Do you want to be coached by some sort of middle school?
0: Well, I know uh, when I was with the captive agency, one of the things that they did, um, which actually may have been very good is that when a new recruit comes on in, in, in that particular captive agency and they do book an appointment, they're not sent out by themselves. They go with a senior agent. Um, that can walk them through the procedure of what's done. This is when you're going in home, right? This is back to the yeah, days of going check. in home. But you can still do it virtually. But um they would go with us, but they would also get a percentage of the sale. Right? Because they were the one coaching you. So they got a percentage of your commission because they 100%. helped you do that. Right. And it's almost like the model that you're talking about now. Someone needs to to sit with that person like an employee basically. And say this is how you do it. Let's hop on the phone. Let's hop on Zoom together. I mean, we could we could add a third person into this scene, right? Um, and we could like I even have another scene in case there's someone else. Like there could be a person right there in the middle of us, and we could be like, if you were coaching me, you could listen to what I'm saying, and you could say, well, let's. Uh, well, you might want to say it. Um, well, this is actually how that works, um, mm-hmm. or whatever. But you could actually help me in that whole thing to build out my own book of business. But then you also, because you are coaching me and training me, you deserve something for that because I wouldn't have made the sale without you. And then now when you see I'm comfortable because you're either on zoom with me or on the phone with me and you see I'm comfortable because you now don't even have to jump in on me anymore. You're like fly little bird, fly, go and do your thing. Oh, and by the way, let me bump up your commission too.
1: Yeah, right, dude. It takes time, though. Or like, exactly, see, it you, does. You you gotta build. You gotta have some money, right? To if you really want to like be a recruiter and coach and all that, mm. that will take up most of your day, like all of it, like yeah. especially if you're recruiting at a mass recruiting level. See, mm-hmm. for me now, I don't want to do that. Um, I've gotten really far away from that model. Uh-huh. and i only want to talk to people that like i literally like have conversations with and interview and make sure that this is somebody that i can really um talk to right this is somebody i can really trust this is somebody that um you know understands the whole business not just oh my god you're gonna make a thousand bucks tomorrow no 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 i want to I but want that's what they the hear integrity. jerry
0: right they're they're, yeah. they're hearing that they're not hearing the work that's involved um even with that and then once they get into doing the work They've forgotten all about they can make $1,000 a day. What they're thinking about now, I got to spend the next eight hours dialing. Well, right,
1: <laughs> they're, they're thinking that, bro. But no, I mean, what they're really thinking is, I man, I got to make some sales because my family is so happy that, that I came to the insurance business. And so you got to have a good support system. You got to get the the spouse, the girlfriend, the friend to like be on board. We all know many folks that go into the insurance business and a few days later quit or a month later quit. Oh, so yeah, it, it's a it's a hard business to stick uh, uh, to have a uh, stick with us. Right. And a lot of people are like, oh, right, he'll do that right. for a little bit and then quit. So, um, you know, if you can make it a year, you know, year and a half and, and actually make it, um, you could do really, really well. But dude, it took I me. Know, I mean, if
0: I look back on my like most recent experience, um, I got with a captive agency. I'm trying to remember the, like the month. I can't remember the year, but it was like a December. Right. And I left that captive agency to go to an independent agency. Luckily. Now, here's the other thing, too. At the time, I lived in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is called it is a right to work state. What that means is, is that even though I was with a captive company, normally in other states, if I leave that company, they can say, well, you can't sell insurance for two years. And you've signed that contract. Or you can't sell insurance for six months. Or you can't sell insurance for someone else for a year. Basically because they've trained you, right? So they don't want you taking that skill set and going somewhere else. It's like, no, you need to sit here. Wisconsin is a right-to-work state. So it meant that they could not stop me from going to another organization the next day. It's like because of the state laws in Wisconsin, which I'm so glad that it was like that. So I was able to immediately go to an independent agency and, and IMO. And so that was December. I switched to the IMO. I think it was in, in maybe March. Yeah. And I made, when I moved to that captive, it took me three, four, four months to make money. It took me four months, but when I figured it out that first month, I made 20 K because I figured it out. I had been taught I had, re- but here's the thing too, it's one thing to be taught, but then it's a whole other thing for that recruit to go and get their own education, to go and continue to learn even outside of what they're being told. That's, that's the hustle of an entrepreneur. It's like, yeah, I hear you, but I'm going to also watch and learn and read. And that's what I did. Yeah. You know, with that, a lot of recruits aren't going to do that. They're just, they just want to be on the phone with you on zoom with you and just talking. Um, and so you have to learn how to, you know, even coach through that. You know, I'm not here to babysit you. This is your business. You're running it. I'm going to yeah. give you the tools. Now you got to go out and do it, dude. You're the one that has to go out and do this. We can't just keep sitting here on Zoom every ten minutes. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, you should run. You should run as a as a as a recruiter. If somebody tells you, hey, when when anything happens, just call me. That, <laughs> per, that that person's not always going to be available, right? And I, I tell people that all the yeah. time, bro. I'm, I'm here for you. Call me. But now. Earl, real quick. So being captive is very different than being independent.
0: Absolutely. Right? Oh my um, gosh, so, yeah.
1: So anytime you sign a contract, um, you want to read that contract because yes, there, there are stipulations Nobody like, reads hey, the contract. No, but you should, Nobody bro. Like, the... like I know, man. Man, dude, especially this. At least glance <laughs> said it like I had recently had somebody try to send me something and they try to get it was kind of sneaky and I was like, I looked at it I'm like I'm not doing this. Yeah, um, but my point to it is being being captive is very different to being independent, but it's still the same concept, right? In mm-hmm. fact, if you be recruited into a captive agency, there's a little bit more wiggle room with the way chargebacks usually work. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. The mentorship program, because there's people on staff that are paid to only work with that particular company when you're independent. Yeah, do uh, you you're your own right now in the, in the kind of the steps or the beginning step like I was talking about, bro, you're literally an insurance sales guy. Okay. Step one, yeah, yeah. you're just learning. You're just learning the stuff, uh, saleswoman. Whatever, you know. Step two is when you can understand how to retain clients. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of cross sell. How mm. to process. How to mm-hmm. make some. How to actually be profitable. You know your cash flow management. It's not just cash flow, but the management part is is, is very very important. Mm-hmm. And your placement and your retention rates are good, right? Yeah. Um, that's when you start really kind of becoming more of a, a real broker uh, and, and independent agent. And then really kind of the next step is taking your agency and hiring your first employee, whether that's an admin or whatever. And right. now you're really becoming some sort of a, a business owner.
0: Because right? you can't scale by yourself.
1: No, dude, You, you nah.
0: cannot scale by yourself. And I think that's where the wall kind of gets hard and people hit that wall because it's like, I, I, OK, I can't do more. I want to make more, but I can't do more. But guess what? Guess what will happen if you actually let go of some of that cash? You'll actually start making more money because now you actually are building a team that is responsible for certain things that frees you up to actually start going out and make more money. But people are dude, Scared money don't make money. You Alex Hermosy
1: said something this morning. I'm looking at his uh book right here, $100 million dollar offers. But oh, yeah. he said something I was I was watching uh watching a little quick video of him and I don't know if you know this about him. Yeah, I have that, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh I don't know if you know this about him, but he eats out every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. He eats out every day. Um and obviously he's like super healthy and all that, but oh, yeah. um and the reason he does that is because he's like, dude, I don't have time to cook. So I rather pay somebody the money dude. so that it's just like mowing your grass or clean your house dude. or whatever, right? I'm so, so
0: terrified when my son leaves the house, um, no, d- finally, because then I have to cut the freaking grass again. No, no you don't. <laughs> no, no I worth, pay somebody. That's, I'll pay somebody. That's not, yeah, that's not worth your time, bro. <laughs> now
1: depends on you. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I've said that to my wife, and then while they're mowing the grass, I'm doing absolutely nothing. Well, that's not worth my time or money. Mm-hmm. Right. But but if you're out there working or spending time with your family or being productive, then that is worth your a dollar every single time. Yeah. Right. So that's what he says. So the same thing goes for this business. you got to hire people and not other agents, but uh, admins and staff and people that are truly going to help you grow this thing. Right, so right. look, in, a, in an ideal world, you would find all these amazing people that want to work with you. Okay. Um, that are actually going to be transparent about the pros and the cons. See, transparency is a major issue, not just in this business, but mm-hmm. everywhere else, because mm-hmm. we all live by social media. Right. So, look, I love social media. We use it all day, but there are a million people out there on social media that are flaunting stuff they don't have. Yeah. Right. Or they're, they're flaunting numbers that make them look good, but they're not profitable. Like yeah. they're not actually earning all day. We have a lot of fake rich people on social media right um mm-hmm. which is cool like whatever if that's what you want to live your life by that's awesome but i've, I've tried to do that right we have all have mm-hmm. uh and that doesn't give me any fulfillment it gives me more anxiety and stress so the only way that Definitely. i can continue to do things is to help provide for my family my kid my wife and um if somebody out there really wants like the ins and outs of the business man i'll gladly help them with that because i think it's so important mm-hmm. um well, that's why you promise. do that
0: free zoom session every day too it's like you're scrolling across the screen it's in the link is in the description for anyone that wants to hop on those zoom calls with with jerry and you can hear real pros make those calls that that's what needs to be done definitely
1: Dude, that yeah the zoom dude you know what's been crazy about that so i uh, you know i had that idea because a lot of other groups were doing it and once we came we all came together with uh you know ajc and arturo and everybody i was like dude we're all doing the same thing why don't we kind of mm-hmm. do it together that we feel like we have a team right so we started doing that and the beginning, it was just like one or two of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it was funny. You know what I've noticed? This, is, this is, has nothing to do with recruiting, but yeah, I, right. it, 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 it could. But you know what I've noticed? So we have a couple guys that are doing fairly well in the group. Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody does so well, but like a couple of the guys that have standout, right? Um, and it's always us, usually us two, maybe three guys mm-hmm. that are unmuted and talking and going through our calls
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We're, we're usually the ones that are doing the most work right um, in regards to the most applications and everything. So I tell these guys all the time, I'm like, look, man, if you just unmute and not be shy and let us hear what you're saying, like I dude, I say a lot of stupid things on call sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then like somebody could turn around and be like, man, why did you say that? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I really totally messed that up. Or let me tell you why I said that. Yeah, sometimes there's, there's a reason to the madness. So, um, yeah, dude, I did. Did you have to work so hard in this business to be successful? I, I watched a recent video that really, really kind of hit the nail on the head. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull this up, actually, because I was like, man, this is freaking awesome. Um, and he talked about. In the telesales business, which is what I'm in now, Okay, check this out Earl. there, they're kind of five things that will kill your business. OK, okay. Um, the first one is changing directions too often. Which all brand new agents do all the time shiny object syndrome
0: shiny object syndrome
1: it's like oh i'm doing this oh no no, let me go to this and then dude you gotta give it, dude if you go to the gym twice right your body's probably going to be sore and you're going to feel it but you you, nobody's going to be able to see crap right you got to go there consistently you got to commit to it so um so i thought that was awesome number two staying in a in a dying trend Mm. um you know what's I domo. watch
0: it? What's so stupid, Jerry? I watched that same video yesterday. Well, because I, I sent it to a few of the guys. Yeah, you so said maybe, it I, I watched that same video. So I know exactly the video you're talking so, about. So so I was like, damn,
1: okay. Well, I'm sitting here thinking, well, what's a dying trend? Um like leads, right? That mm-hmm. people are just charging you random leads, like, and we'll talk about that too in a second. But that's a dying trend. Like, people are not gonna continue to fill out that information. So there's a lot of dying trends in this business. Recruiting. At a mass level, is a dying trend because most people are getting so much roll-up debt that it just keeps going up and up and up, and yeah. eventually you don't want to pay a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars of money that it wasn't even yours, mm-hmm. right? Um, number three, I loved is being influenced by social media. All the fake assness going on out there, bro. Like yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah, like I, I already like <laughs> there's people that promote themselves to be really cool and awesome and great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they've, I, you know, uh, they they've gotten kicked out by carriers because they do a bunch of unethical crap. Like, get out of mm-hmm. here, man! Don't talk to me about how to sell, when uh, you may look good on paper, but once they pull the covers back, yeah. you're a shady. Well, that's you know 2 a
0: reason. I know, like captive agencies don't really allow their agents to do stuff on social media or even run ads. Because it's like, no, you're representative of us and that crazy stuff that you may do. No, you know, they've got to go through compliance and stuff like that. So captive agents, it's like, no, captive agents can't even come. We don't, we can't take them at AJC. A lot of them try and come, but we know they're not going to be able to do what we we would, you know, require them to do that we know that would help them.
1: And that, dude, that speaks volumes to AJC because mm-hmm. if somebody's opening their wallet and wanting to give you money, most no, we are not take yeah, it. yeah.
0: We don't take it Come it. over, but there that, are certain companies I won't name them here. There are certain companies we will not work with because we know through history that, no, these guys are not going to work out because they can't yep. do what will show them how to do because so they change the direction take- too often. Exactly.
1: They're exactly. staying in a dying trend. They're being influenced by social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth one, dude, I think it's what kills a lot of people, right? It's not having a sales structure. So, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, when, when you have a lead coming in is your sales structure just to pick up the phone, call them, book an appointment, go out to the house and pray to God you close the deal. Yeah. yeah what, what's yeah, your retention yeah. process? What's your um, no clue? You know, what's your what's your follow up? None of that. So and no I'm clue. not saying you need to know that overnight. <coughs> you need to work with somebody that has one. And then my favorite one uh, that well, I don't know about my favorite, but the fifth one I thought was freaking gold uh, was working with third party lead vendors. OK.
0: You know Wait. how I feel about that. but
1: So, dude, so a lot of these companies, right, that are selling you leads also have life insurance agencies, right? So um, they're they're punishing you on both sides of the ball. So mm-hmm. they don't care whether you sell insurance or not because they're making money on the they're leads. Buying the leads. Yep. And especially in like, you know, MLM style, um, mass recruiting or, you know, anything like that, mm-hmm. like. They'll sell the lead once. They'll wait a month, sell it again, and they'll do it again. And dude, they make they sell the same information four, five, six, seven times. Yeah. And even the the tenth time is twenty five cents a lead, and you're like, I'll take it. <laughs> right? Was it that so, same? Well,
0: I think wasn't it in that same video we're talking about where the guy said he was? Some people tried to sell him back his own information. Yeah, yeah, that was the same video. It's like that was like crazy to me. Um, it happens bro you know he thought it was exclusive to him and he's going out to try and get more information, and they're trying to sell him back the same information he already had that's, that's crazy so, and that's what's happening here
1: yeah yeah no so dude they're um tw- I, I gotta tell you man 2023 i'm super excited about it. i've been doing a lot of uh um, thinking about the business and and kind of what mm-hmm. we're doing here and Dude, if the people watch this and they don't understand this by now, I hope they do. We're not just sitting here trying to talk about nonsense. We're sitting here trying to give you guys Mm -hmm. um, some pretty uh, cold facts about what it is that's going on. Right. So this is a beautiful business. Okay, Life Mm -hmm. insurance is a necessity. Okay, Let's not get that wrong. People are passing away every day without it. And it's putting families in a tough spot. You yourself watching this. Mm-hmm. We have a family member going through something very difficult with a major diagnosis. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and your family right outside of spending time together and loving on each other and making mm-hmm. sure you can do that usually can't do that because you've got a financial stress and, you know, you got to keep working harder than ever. Yeah. to kind of keep making it right, especially if somebody just got diagnosed with.
0: It's real. I mean, I live it. Crazy stuff, bro. I live it, Jerry, because it's like one of the best things I did was back, um, my wife and I back on uh, the 11th of this month, that was our 18th year wedding anniversary. So we've been together 18 years now. Married 18 years. Um, We have four kids. And when our first child was born, um, I'll never forget, um, a Northwestern mutual agent approached me. And said, you know, do you have life insurance? I was like, Well, my job. And he said, Well, can I come and talk to your wife? And he came to the house and we talked to him. And but it was because my wife had said to me, We we need to have some life insurance here. Yeah. So I have we have four kids. Each of them has a minimum of twenty K on them. Still to this day. Now, all of that is cash value. So I've been building cash value in all these policies, right? Mm-hmm. I have a half a million, my wife has a half a million. So The point that I'm not talking about this to talk about how much life insurance I'm having, but I am a type two diabetic, right? Mm -hmm. I'm on medication. Um, I have neuropathy. So I'm on medication for neuropathy, right? I knew that I wanted to up my life insurance. I'm 53 years old. I can't afford more life insurance to the level that I would want it. to the level that I think I would want it, like a million dollars, right? On like a, I I can't even get it. I tried once like last year to get approved for an IUL. I was thinking about, let me just see. And I got denied for the insurance. And so these things that these life insurance agents are are dealing with, it's like, this is real life. And imagine if I had never gotten that life insurance for the price that I got it in my 30s, what I'd have to pay for it now in my 50s. with the medical issues that I have. It's like trying to describe, and this is why I talk about life insurance agents having a YouTube channel to literally talk about these scenarios because you guys have a lot of scenarios to talk about because you talk to a lot of freaking people with these different issues and they're getting denied and they're doing this. Telling these stories needs, you guys need to tell these stories, not on the call. These stories need to be told in a video format where you're just telling a story and people will see it you just have to put it out there it's a long game but it will get you clients it is a it is definitely is not like going to happen for you tomorrow but you start stacking on one video a week like one week i'm talking about cheap term insurance the next week i'm talking about how you can use iuls to protect your income if you're hurt or injured on the job um talking about annuities talking about whole life insurance the cash value It's like telling these stories and mixing that in with people that have these challenges is something that no life insurance agent is doing, but I believe that it is something that would work for them. And that even falls over into the recruiting side, talking about your life insurance agency and why and the type of person that you want in. And then also what it's going to require to succeed, literally telling the freaking truth and letting the truth stand out there on their own. And then guess what? those those people or those potential recruits that see that now they know and now they're a better fit for what it is that you want them to do because now they know before they got in yeah make a you make man make some youtube videos life insurance agents out there for god's sake Well, so (laughs) dude
1: so you're it's funny you bring that up um I got so it's funny about what you're talking about, because you got to be able to buy the product. Right. You got to believe in this stuff. I got I got more insurance that I probably know what to do with. I got cancer, heart, accidental, Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: you know, vision, dental, hearing uh, health. Uh, I got Mm -hmm. multiple six figures, actually seven figure policies on myself. But Mm -hmm. the the only one I'm really proud of is the one for my daughter. Wow. Uh, and that's the only one I care about. And people are like, "Oh, that's so weird. You're getting life insurance for your daughter." I'm like, "No, oh, I got my daughter a universal life insurance plan that's gonna dude, build value over time, dude. I don't you're gonna spend hand a lot her a gift. You're gonna hand. I don't her a spend a lot of gift. money on it. Like, yeah. I don't spend. I mean, I probably drop uh, a little bit over 100, 150 bucks a month, right? I'm gonna do it until the time I retire, and mm-hmm. at that point, she can decide to do whatever she wants. If I happen to pass away tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. getting set up where the money will still get that policy will still be getting paid through my own life insurance. So,
0: yeah. And the, exactly. reason,
1: the reason I did that is because I like I like the cash value component. I want to be able to leave her with something. Mm-hmm. I don't care what her death benefit is. That's irrelevant, but it does have living uh, benefits also. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, you know, like if she gets to some sort of retirement age, God willing, she's going to have plenty of money in that account to retire and not worry or if at some point she wants to start drawing money right she's mm-hmm. she can do that so you just want to give your kids options man like yeah. and that's what um
0: yeah i'm gonna talk to you later. look look me up find me look see if you can find me something man see if you can find me something with all my with all my bullcrap going on with with my own health i mean i feel good don't get me wrong i'm not like dying or anything like that but i do have type 2 diabetes and i do have neuropathy um if people know what that is so i'm on like pregabalin um is one of the things that i'm on. Um, but anyway, Bro, I- yeah.
1: When you're when you when you're not in the insurance business, you have no clue what these things are. And now know, I'm right? like, oh yeah, I get it. I remember, I won't forget this, dude. When I was actually getting recruited, I went, I watched a bunch of videos, mm-hmm. and they're like training and stuff, and they kept saying the word neuropathy. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, you it's don't sunscreen. want it. I can tell you no, that no. you do not want it. <laughs> no, I
1: man. The tingling in the feet and the the pain that you go through makes no vegetables. sense. If you're not careful enough with with you know the diabetes and stuff like. Mm-hmm. You know, I deal with several clients. I just had a client the other day that you know had an amputation due to diabetes. I didn't even yeah, know my diabetes. yeah.
0: I have a I have an aunt that that had that. You Bro, know, I, had I didn't have even know amputated.
1: I didn't know that you could you had to get like amputations for diabetes. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what?
0: Yeah, my like, uncle had his stuff. whole bottom below his knee. I had an uncle below his knee. He had to get it amputated. That was thirty years ago. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's serious, serious stuff. So mm-hmm. um Dude, I mean, look, I mean, hopefully I think uh, the goal is for people to be having some fun here. And uh, I want to be more intentional as we go into the new year. um, Absolutely. With with giving you guys some some like tactical things that you can take today. So Mm -hmm. I guess as we kind of close here, I want to make sure that today, if you're an agent that's trying to recruit, ask yourself why. Is it because your upline is telling you to recruit mm-hmm. or is it because you're ready to start mentoring, coaching folks? You feel there like you is. have that knowledge. There it is. Do you feel like you have the knowledge, the time, the energy and the finances to recruit? In corporate America, when somebody hires somebody, that employer spends a crap load of money mm-hmm. to bring one, one person in, right? Cause they, exactly. they have to hire, interview, market, uh pay all these people to interview them and everything so same thing here it's not like you just get a a pass so um as you go into wanting to recruit why do you want to do it Mm -hmm. and most of the time uh people are gonna uh
0: Uh, yaha uh, is asking what company with i was with uh the last company i was with was family first life
1: okay Uh, yeah, I, I, am personally with a little bit of everything. So I got a few contracts, but, Mm um, I, I have some with family first life. I'm very independent now. So, Mm -hmm. um, anything that helps me, um, do that, man. So, um, but ask yourself why, man. And and like, understand how this business works, Mm -hmm. um, right. The ins and outs of it. I don't, I'm not saying you need to be an expert tomorrow, but if they just tell you, Hey, go tell your friends and your cousins and your family how amazing this opportunity is. You're going to get them out here. They're going to roll up some debt. They're going to get pissed at you and your family vacations yeah. and, and holidays are going to look really, really bad.
0: I'm going to shout you out here, too, too to Yaha My Rock. Um, there's a link. Um, I think I hope I'm pronouncing that name, Yaha My Rock. There's a link in the description that will take you to Jerry's Zoom sessions. Um, hop on there. Jerry will talk to you about anything, man. Um, and he's, he's a wealth of information, believe me. Uh, so hop on that Zoom session that's in the link. And um, you can get some more information from Jerry. It, it's so funny because there's so many different, um, well, we know of a couple, Jerry, their whole push is recruiting. It's not even life insurance. It's just recruiting and recruiting and recruiting, which makes no sense to me. And I know it makes no sense to you, but there are well, those models it, it, that are out it, there.
1: It doesn't at our level, but no. it, makes a lo- it makes a hell of a lot of sense when you're- you The know, top the, of the IMO the, or the top exactly, of the agency. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's all about issue paid production business. Right. Right. So, um. Yeah, dude, it makes a hell of a lot of sense when you're at the top. Look, don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on them. That's their business model. I uh, hey, more power to them. A lot of these companies have built a freaking um powerhouse,
0: right? Exactly. Exactly. Um,
1: but they've done it at uh, at the cost sometimes of other folks, and they just blame it on people not working hard. You know what Alex Hermosi said that makes me laugh so much? Was it? That- dude, he. I hear people in our industry. Say, nobody will outwork me. I work harder than anybody else. Yeah. And Alex Hermosie's like, dude, that's when I hear people say that. It's such a total joke because I don't. He goes, I don't work that hard. I just make way more money than them.
0: Like, because I
1: figured out what I needed to do. I figured out the niche and I'm doing it. So you don't. Okay. Well, I'm, about to well, I'm not
0: going to get it twisted with Alex or Mosey, right? Because he worked his ass off to get to where he is so that now he can he can cruise. He got out of the atmosphere. He was in the rocket ship. He blasted off. He needed to use all that energy to get out of the Earth's gravitational field. Now he's floating because he yeah. did all of that work prior. So he I'm grinded, not getting that twisted bro? either. He grinded. No, no, to get no, he he so, had right.
1: to. So mm-hmm. um, but you know what's crazy? My first year in this business, I was working 70 hours a week like driving yeah. and moving and shaking and put 30 some thousand miles in my car i was driving all over exactly. town getting on planes exactly. doing all this thing and my profit margins were so slim that if i went on a trip on a travel trip and i didn't make that income i was in trouble oh uh, uh, don't
0: tell me about the travel trips man
1: so i mean dude they were they were, they were fun they were travel cool we were like, but in the last six months well, let me rephrase that in the last probably four months um so in the last four months um, I have this sounds horrible to say out loud probably worked less hours mm-hmm. um, than in my in my entire career which is not something to brag about but I've been able to spend more time with my family yet yeah, I'm more profitable now than I was then you were then because of intentionality so uh Hamar and, rock,
0: answer this question for you how my rock do you think family first life is a good company to work with for a new agent
1: look i, I think uh you know i think for you um you got to find the right mentor okay yeah. i don't necessarily believe that it, it's one imo or not and the other Definitely it's all about not. who you work with like Definitely. i mean you're gonna have some people at you know imox that are amazing mm-hmm. That are gonna help you and you're gonna have some people at imox that are gonna be horrible Okay. Yeah. Um, so don't just go with any family first life person. Um, treat this like an interview. Be like, hey, so what are you gonna do for me? Like, how can you help me? Like, these are my yeah. needs. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. This is my uh, my budget. This is what I can do. What What's the way to go here?
0: Get on Jerry's link. Definitely talk to him because I mean, like I said, he's a wealth of knowledge. Yaha my rock. Just get on his link and he'll talk to you about that. But I mean, my experience with family first life was a good experience. I I, I mean, but I think. Jerry and myself have kind of a really different mindset um, because it's not the IMO. It's me, right? It's me. The IMO is just there as a structure for me to be able to do the business that I want to do. That's it. Um, I didn't necessarily look at whatever IMO or even captive agency I was with to make me money. I knew I had to make the money, right? I had to do it. I don't care. And I tell people, I don't care where you get your leads. I don't care what agency you're with. You've got to figure this out. You're the one that has to do this. No one else is going to do it for you. But you get that backbone and that structure, whether you're with, you know, company X, company Y. It's all on. It's all on you. It is all on you. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and just to tell you how I started, I did start with family first life when I got into the life insurance business. Mm -hmm. I started out as a part time agent because I had a full time job and I couldn't just quit cold turkey because I have a family to support. Um, I was working more than ever at the time because whenever I was off of my full-time job, which I was working 60 hours a week at, wow. um, uh, I was working at an enterprise, rent a car, where it was like, dude, I, we were pretty busy, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so if you need any tips on rental cars, let me know. But, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of secrets to that business, but I was doing this on the other side, um, and eventually I, I realized, hey, if I do step A, B, and C, I can probably make a little bit of money and be more profitable in this regard and work for myself. Mm-hmm it was absolutely the scariest thing i think i've done in a long time not ever but in a long time yeah um and you know few what, over over two years uh two years later you know still rolling and and feel much better today than i did back then so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean anywhere you go you can kind of figure it out right uh yeah. but you need good mentors and you need good coaches
0: yeah Well I mean, look this has been a great man i've loved this conversation this is been. i Out of all the shows we've done, this is the third one, and I just love this one um, on this. So I'm enjoying doing this with you, Jerry. I need to tell you that, too, just how much I respect you, and that's why I wanted to do this show with you. You were the first and only person I reached out to do this podcast with um, because I knew you'd be banger on it, and uh, you're proving it out to be absolutely true, and the resource that you are to life insurance agents is no joke um so i just wanted to let you know dude i appreciate you like a mug like for real dude not
1: saying bro same i mean <laughs> it's been a, it's been a fun ride right we're just getting started though like we just we just getting absolutely. started we want to get more information out to people man everybody enjoy your uh, your christmas absolutely day, whatever whatever you you believe in in your own life but enjoy every moment man. every day Every day's a blessing
0: all right guys well listen thanks so much for being here with us today um on seven-figure agent podcast. Love you. My name's Earl Hall. You know, Jerry's here with me. That's my boy. That's my road dog on the show here. Make sure you do go ahead and click on that link in the description so you can see what Jerry's talking about as far as with how they have those conversations. You can hear real sales going on, right? And you can participate in that whole thing. Listen and learn, ask questions. It's great. Also, you want over 30 hours of free training. The link is in the description. We've got it for you right here at Ontario Johnson Consulting. We're going to be back here for you next week. Wednesday and, or Thursday rather. I'm sorry. Every Thursday we're here at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. And we'll see you then. Have a happy holiday this weekend.